Monday Night Football was the Las Vegas Raiders over the Green Bay Packers. Our takeaway from that game for both Green Bay and Las Vegas. Uh, Some bad injury reports here after week five. Justin Jefferson heading to IR, the biggest one. And how about those power rankings for week six? Who's at the top and bottom of the NFL? Coming at you right now. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day, big ups to all the everydayers out there. Make sure you are subscribed on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. Today's episode brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So thirteen seventeen seventeen thirteen. The <laughs> Las Vegas Raiders improving to two and three. The Green Bay Packers falling to two and three, and Man, after such a beautiful, I got to start with the quarterbacks and especially with yeah. Jordan Love because this was a a poor performance by Jordan Love, including the very last game clinching throw uh, into the end zone, an underthrown ball to an open receiver for another interception, his third interception of the game, Matt. And I want to know what you have seen from Jordan Love because man, we were impressed the first two weeks of the season, the first two games yeah. through six touchdowns, no picks. And the three games since he's thrown two inter- or two touchdowns and six interceptions. So now it's a eight to six ratio on the year touchdowns to interceptions. Uh, he got, uh, you know, he, his receiver situation got better with seemingly better with his number one receiver back in recent weeks. Uh, and on this is this is insane on passes over five yards on Monday Night Football. He attempted 11 of them. Jordan Love did. He only completed three and threw three interceptions. So he, he completed okay. as many to Raiders as he did to Packers when throwing the ball beyond five yards, uh, the line of scrimmage. So, which is supposed to be one of his strengths with a big armed guy. And he made a lot of bigger plays and bigger throws earlier on in the season. So what's going on with the Green Bay Packers and why are they playing to uh, their opponents? It seems like they're just playing to whatever the opponent they have week to week. Yeah. And real quick, I, Big win for the Raiders. Uh, I don't look at them as a contender, but one in four for this team would be disaster. You know, so you're at least still swimming. You know, you're doing all right. I want to make sure we'll get to it, but I want to make sure we bring up Max Crosby. I mean, he was unbelievable once again in this game. But back to love. So I'm going to make myself sound foolish because after last season, Mac Jones's rookie year, I said, you know, two, 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 I guess that's two years ago. I said, Mac Jones is out of the woods. He's going to be a longtime starting quarterback. I don't know if he's ever going to be great, but I'm confident that he's a really solid, you know, average starter. That was after his rookie year. I thought that this past off season, I said over and over the two young quarterbacks, and I'm counting love as young since he's hardly played that I'm very confident will be starting solid, you know, NFL quarterbacks, are Jordan Love and Kenny Pickett, you know, sort of the same way. I don't know if I want any of those guys right now. You know, I mean, <laughs> I definitely don't want Mac Jones. And 
I, I should have learned my lesson with Jones not to say it again. You know, like I hope I don't say that about CJ Stroud or, you know, some guys that are that Stroud's a bad example. because He's playing extremely well, but I mean, it's just, you forget. And I always bring things back to the Steelers. Pickett just played his 17th game. You know, I'm sure love has played much less than that. You know, like the quarterback growth is very nonlinear, I guess is my point. And it's much harder than people think. And it's like a pitcher that goes through the league and boy, his he tips his fastball. He tips his slider. Well, everyone gets a book on these guys and to think that they're out of the woods after half a season is bonkers by me. But this also brings me back to love because one of my concerns with him coming out of college was he seemed to make the same mistakes over and over. And I haven't studied him enough to say that's still the case. And there's been a lot of time since he played at what Southern Utah or Utah state that was, but if that's in his DNA, that worries me. What we've seen this year from him though, is streaks streaky when he's hot he looks really good and he'll bring his team back in the fourth quarter and make plays. But when he's not, he looks terrible. Uh, so, yeah, a couple of things there. One, yeah. of course, it's not linear for a quarterback's development. And, right. um, you know, you, you face different schemes, different players on those schemes. Maybe someone like Max Crosby's in your lap all night and makes it a little bit more difficult for you. Um, you know, and then maybe somebody sees another scheme that does well against you and your scheme and your team. And so more teams start running that against you and you got to adjust the adjustments and all those things. So it's going to be up and down every year for a quarterback in some ways, but you don't want it to be a complete roller coaster. And that's what it seems like it is with Jordan Love. Yeah. And one of his problems coming out was throwing too many interceptions and it was, you know, it was accuracy. It was like, okay, is it functional accuracies or are you just chucking up a lot of YOLO balls, you know, just to, to, to hope something happens. And it's a little bit of both and we're still seeing it here. And that was many years ago now. And so if he's just going to be that guy, then it's going to be tough sledding for Jordan loves career. If he's can't put the ball where he wants it, or if he's just, ah, I kind of don't know what to do here. So I'm going to chuck it up, you know? So if it's one of those things, either one is bad, but I would say you could coach out of one. If he just is functionally not going to ever be accurate, then I don't know if that's ever going to be fixed. And so, uh, and maybe it's a combination of all those things because all the interceptions were a little bit different. Yeah. And I wanted to look something up while you were saying that, and that backs up exactly what you're saying. So if you go to the EPA website, which you can fiddle with all the stats and all that, I wanted to see how they judge completion percentage because they have a metric called completion percentage above expected, which I think is the best way to judge it. So if you're throwing the ball 50 yards downfield time and time again, your completion percentage isn't going to be as high as if you're a heavy screen team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the worst guys in the league with their CPOE, you know, completion percentage over expectation are Anthony Richardson, Jordan Love, and then there's a gap, you know, like, Pickett and Stafford are next, but there's a big gap there. Like Love and Richardson sort of stand alone as the worst. And Richardson has an excuse. I mean, he's only played X amount of college games and portions of four NFL games. We knew he was an, an accuracy issue, but Love, shouldn't he be more on the Hertz Allen timeline of coming to the league missing accuracy but worked on it to get to at least average you know what i mean you would think so and yeah. uh, the last part you can't solely develop watching from the sideline so the True. last bit of development definitely needs to happen on the field and he still only started a handful of games now in the nfl 
So I think maybe you have some hope there that it's not like, oh, this is gonna, just going to be bad and up and down all the time. But mm-hmm. you still have to see it, and you have to see that develop. And right, right now, it's looking rough for the Green Bay Packers at two and three. Uh, the Detroit Lions looking down on everybody right now in the north. Still plenty of time. It's only five weeks you know, going into week six here. Still plenty of time to get things right and win a lot of football games and be in the playoff hunt. But right now, watching that Monday Night Football game, some ugliness on both sides, I'd be pretty surprised if either one of these teams is uh, is playing, you know, meaningful games in January. Totally agree. And last thing about Love, and he doesn't. I would imagine he doesn't have as long a leash at his age, his contract situation as Pickett or Fields or somebody like that. But if he plays like this at the level he's at right now for the entire seventeen game schedule, you have to be in the quarterback market, right? Yeah. Oh, yes. You you always yeah. have to be the quarterback. Yeah, I mean, you're always you're right, right, right. Got a guy, you know, and and even then, you're looking for a backup. You're looking for depth, and so I would say absolutely in the quarterback market. And the the maybe the biggest problem with the Packers, you know, we always focus fo- focus on offense, quarterbacks, the the fantasy football uh, scores in the league, but the Packers defense for the second year in a row is so much better on paper than they are in reality. And Max Crosby is an absolute joy to watch. I mean, yeah. he is unbelievably good. I, I'm i not sure if I'm ready to quite put him in the Bosa, Watt, Parsons, Garrett, truly elite tier, but he's definitely number five and he's banging on that door. And he has so much less help than those guys too. I mean, every scheme, every snap is centered around getting 15 helmets on him. And it's Probably still a couple of interceptions there, but yeah, it was, uh, and it was all mostly because of upfront and, and it's, yeah, I mean, yeah. Matt, when you have a game record like that, like Max Crosby is, it really helps a lot with the other 10 guys on your defense, especially in the back end. He's living in the backfield, four tackles for loss. He had the sack, um, he hit the quarterback other times. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a, he's a player you have to scheme around and, and can wreck an offense. So Max yeah. Crosby, player of the game. Uh, he was about yeah, the only always. one in for in that one. <laughs> he's got a weird body type, too. I mean, he's extremely long, but still limber, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Next, we've got to talk uh, injuries. Justin Jefferson to IR. Looks like Anthony Richardson probably following in there as well. Connor, Kelsey, and maybe some power rankings, top and bottom. Next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. And it shouldn't be an issue getting tickets to your favorite sporting event, right? It should be fun. You should be excited to go to uh, the next concert, uh, football game, baseball game, basketball game, comedy, theater event near you. Game Time is the fast and easy way to get those tickets with the killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. So you don't have to worry about the getting those tickets for your next event. And it couldn't be easier. Not only the Game Time guarantee, but you get uh, you get to see the view from your seat before you buy. So you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Tickets are all in prices, total upfront, no hidden fees. And with just a couple of taps, you get tickets and you don't have to filter through your emails it's right there in the app and you got your tickets ready to go there's zone deals uh and when uh with the game with the game time guarantee it means you'll always get the best prices and if you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time will credit you 110 percent of the difference 
So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Justin Jefferson to IR. Wow, uh, how things can change quickly in the NFL. And if you take Justin Jefferson out of the Minnesota Vikings. Their defense uh, is not a powerhouse. Uh, their running game is not a powerhouse, to say the least. So yeah. you're talking about rookie Jordan Addison and, and Kirk Cousins trying to carry that that Viking ship uh, for a one and four team as it is. Kind of bleak season right now for the Minnesota Vikings. And I thought there'd be some regression, but they're 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 regressing pretty it's hard. hard right now matt and so it looks like it's going to be probably the four week variety and 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 justin jefferson will be able to return but he suffered a hamstring injury in sunday's loss to the kansas city chiefs and so at least four weeks justin jefferson's out yeah and we had actually had a conversation about it on locked on dynasty today i guess it was um i think you could for fantasy i think kj osborne and addison and hawkinson are all very usable but more importantly for our for our conversation is that's a very analytically based general general manager front office you know and they knew i mean their offseason moves told us that they knew that they lucked out last year you know that they their win, their win percentage was better than their tape i mean there was no doubt about that or they on the flip side believed too much in the results and not what got them there and their head was in the sand and they thought, Oh, we're cool. We're a 13 win football team, which I hope wasn't the case, but I don't think that's the way they took it. I think they thought we got lucky. And you you mentioned that they regressed the back to the mean this year and things that they, you know, luck stuff. Well, it went even worse. I mean, now they're like the least, the lucky, unluckiest team in the league where they were the luckiest team in the league before that. But the reason I bring that up is, if Jefferson, clearly their MVP and the you know one of the best players in the league, of course, with all respect to Kirk Cousins, Jefferson's is more important. Is it time to start selling pieces for them? Um, I, I think it's getting that point around the league. Go ahead. Well, that that's where I get back to the point that I don't think because they they're they're like too far into a new regime to be starting over. They should have. Yeah. They now's not the time to sell and and get resources and and rebuild the thing. That was two years ago. That was last year. That was this offseason. Mm-hmm. The fact that they still didn't do it makes me wonder what the heck the the what the the process, what the plan really is. I'm I'm not sure what they're doing. So I kind of felt all this whole offseason that they knew they weren't as good as their record, but they're gonna walk that fence of we're gonna try to contend. And try to rebuild at the same time. And that's a tough razor to walk on in the NFL. I mean, mm-hmm. two or three injuries away, or this one, and forget about it, or a couple of bad bounces. And maybe they thought in a not-so-great NFC, not a powerhouse division, we can maybe be the six or seven seed, keep this thing going, find a quarterback in the process. And that's a dangerous game, and they're paying for it right now. But I think where the the mistake was made, and I'm not even saying I like Will Levis, but if they would have drafted Will Levis in the second round or Hendon Hooker or Ritter a year ago, or I mean, if the Kellen Mon pick, you know, traded a, a day for Lance. Pick for Trey Lance, right? Perfect. You know, something like, like if you trade Cousins now, great, you get an asset, but who do you even play? You know, like <laughs> it'd be nice to hand it to a young guy and at least see what you got in the dude. You know, they don't have that guy. 
Anthony Richardson getting second opinions. Looks like a grade three AC joint, which is the between the clavicle and the shoulder on the, on the top of the shoulder there. Throwing arm injury. So very likely going on IR to return as well for Anthony Richardson. And that returns somewhere between four to eight weeks. Still don't have a ton of details there. Uh, I, I think a more interesting one here is Travis Kelsey, because even though he came back, uh, in that game, this might be a high ankle sprain. So it's a foot slash ankle injury. Still trying to figure out what, what that one is as well. But, I mean, that puts the, the Kansas City Chiefs in a tough spot. Let's talk about both of them because maybe I'm just being too hard on Kelsey. And I don't care about Taylor Swift, the commercials, and all that nonsense. But he doesn't look like the dominant force this year that he's been. I mean, he looks like a good player out there. He doesn't look like an uncoverable stud that you know is going to – destroy the league like he has basically every game of his career. Right. Now, that might just be injuries and availability, but their lack of receivers is problematic. They don't have a dangerous Kamara out of the backfield, let alone a McCaffrey or somebody. Like, talk about getting a lot of attention. He's always going to, and at some point, age is going to catch up with them. If it's this year, I'm sure the Chiefs will still be competitive, but I could see it actually being a down year for the Chiefs, which might be the dumbest thing I've ever said. I might go back in two months from now, you know. Well, a down year for the Chiefs, the, there's a there's a floor that they can't yeah. drop below. So, you know, maybe they don't win a Super Bowl. But and yeah, I, I, think yeah. I think they're clearly a deadline team where they got to add something on offense. I tend to um, agree. I saw something. I've seen a few people now talking about how maybe uh, the Swifties and the Taylor Swift angle will will there there will be enough rise up um, that that the the NFL can fix the turf situation because the <laughs> maybe the Swifties is what the NFL needed to finally get rid of because it was Justin Jefferson and Travis Kelsey both it was like a, a okay. issue on on turf so. Yeah, okay. they have a lot of power, the Swifties, yeah, we'll and, and a lot of power in numbers. Real and the NFL Richardson. paying attention to them. They're trying to market that direction. Maybe that's maybe that's what we needed all along. Uh, James um, Conner out several I weeks. Okay. So I think that offense is still highly functional with Minshew, who I've always been a fan of, and I think that coaching staff is a clear upgrade and getting a lot out of that group, and now even Jonathan Taylor can get in the mix, whatever. But I heard Robert Mays and Nate Tice on their podcast talking about this, and I think it applies to Richardson in that apparently the Bengals had this conversation with Burrow. The Panthers had this conversation with Newton. Certainly Buffalo had it with Josh Allen. Like, you come into the league, you don't have to score a touchdown on every snap. You, you know what I mean? Just save your body a little bit. Learn how to slide, how to conserve yourself. You have a great future here. We got to teach you how to stay on the field. And we talked about it with love too, and the development path yeah. and how, you know, you can't learn everything from sitting and watching. And especially when you have someone, and this is what the Niners ran into with Trey Lance. Okay. You have one big injury. Okay. Well now you miss half a season. Who knows? Maybe more. Potentially. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is a throwing arm injury. They're not going to rush him back. And what he needs is to play more. He played one year of college football. So now you yep. miss half season. Well, now you go into year two and it's like, okay, well now he's still got to go through growing pains again that he didn't get to his, his uh, rookie year because he had the injury. And you start to, you start to get into that weird cycle of he has to play because he needs reps, but he's not ready to 
play so it's quite good enough to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, you know, and so you get into that that whole and you know, obviously the Colts are in a different situation than the 49ers, so they can uh, uh they can allow it a little bit, but I don't think of Ballard course, and, and Stike can want to sit there for three years and kind of wonder what they have at quarterback. So that's what you get away from you quick. Yeah. It can hurt for a young guy in, in, in his yeah. development as well. I mean, they need every practice rep. They could get guys like Lance and Richardson that, you know, come in with ability, but not experience. Yeah. A couple more injury updates and let's talk power rankings as well. Next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel because right now new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. No matter what happens on that first $5 bet, you get $200 more to play with. If you've ever been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now this October. App is super easy to use, wide range of betting options for those extra $200, including spreads, player props, over-unders, parlays, not just NFL. you got a ton of college football and an unbelievable amount of uh, ways you can bet on the NFL. Playoff, baseball, of course, uh, NBA and NHL seasons are coming as well. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to kick off this NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Matt, what is your professional scouting report uh, on a gentleman that goes by the name of Amari DiMercato, the <laughs> most likely starting running back this week for the Arizona Cardinals with the James Conner injury, knocking him out for at least a few weeks, it looks like. I hate that you asked me that because we just recorded a Locked On Dynasty before you and I started, and I flat out said, sorry, folks, I don't know anything about him. But for the fantasy community, grab him no matter what. You know, I mean. Starting it, running back. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, th- there's a a saying in the dynasty community that real dynasty nerds will be like, any RB on a 53, you know, just put them on the back of your lineup because they're going to get a shot sometime. Perfect example. I know it's a functional offense, so I want them on my roster. I also think, I know we're going to talk power ranks. I'm worried about the Cardinals being able to withstand respectability. I mean, I think that just once – a couple Cardinals start to fall as they inevitably will. Their depth will push them back down to the 30th best team in the league, the 31st best team in the league. And even see that in games where they're highly competitive for 45 minutes of the clock, 50 minutes of the clock, but they can't keep it up. Yeah. I don't have a scouting report on DeMarcado as well. Uh, I know he split carries with Kendra Miller, the third round saints mm-hmm. running back at, at TCU. Uh, I saw a couple of his carries, you know, has some ability. Undrafted running backs can be really good. Uh, you know, he's got yeah. youthful legs. So I like, I'm sitting here thinking, man, I'm, I'm going to put in a waiver claim in my fantasy league uh, for Gus Edwards, who Gus Edwards giving me 10 carries and 30 yards a week. That, that's not a lot. <laughs> I, I got a really nice yeah. undrafted guy and he maybe catch lightning in a bottle. So that's where I'm at with him. Um, and we'll see. I don't think it's going to be a make a, a, be a big difference maker for the Cardinals season because it was already going in a certain direction, but they were, you know, they, they relied on James Conner quite a bit and you know, he's a really good runner, really tough runner. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be something uh, like a, it's the heart and soul of what James Conner is for the Cardinals going to be hard to replace, even if you don't see it wins and losses. So I don't know if the, you know, the rookie undrafted guy can replace that, but he can give you some production for sure. It's funny you said that though. I mean, some of these undrafted or even like Pacheco and later drafted running backs, they play like their hair's on fire. You know I mean, oh, like <laughs> uh, the kid in uh, in Denver, McLaughlin. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. 
I mean, Jalen Warren here in Pittsburgh. I mean, these guys play with not, reckless abandon like their hair's on fire, you know? And uh, this is unlike any other position in the NFL where the replacement mm-hmm. level is high. Undrafted running backs are good. They, yeah, they might not last, but yeah, they'll give you, you all never, they got. You should never be surprised when uh, – now I'm blanking on his name. James uh, Robinson, right, comes yeah, out of nowhere. Right, and all right. of a sudden, he's got value. And then all of a sudden – Guess what? Now he disappeared. I don't know where James Robinson is right now, but maybe that's they don't always last. Maybe off of the Arizona could part. be, could be. Power ranking. Who okay. got? I jotted some. I won two, and then I think three through five is where it gets really interesting. See, I looked at it another way. I put your Niners on their own tier. I think they're in one, and I I'm would, not. I would have had your head examined if you didn't. I, I don't think there's any no way you could look at what's happened in the first five weeks of the season and not think the 49ers, and this isn't a homework thing because I cover the 49ers. I'm locked on 49ers every day. Make sure you subscribe. Check um, they're, they're, I mean, they're annihilating everybody. Yes. I, I heard Matt Harmon call them the Death Star. They're just blowing yeah. up planets and yes. <laughs> generation. You know, just, so. Points on the Dallas Cowboys defense that was supposed to be the best defense in the league. And, so and I don't I think, think yeah. yeah. I don't think it's controversial. They're one. Of course it's not. You're crazy if you're not. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think there's anyone else on their tier. I mean, I think there's one, two, three, four-ish teams that are in their, the next tier. But I think San Fran is clearly on their tier. And I need one. I need a one-word answer from you, please, with your okay. vast Niner experience. What is better, San Francisco's offense or San Francisco's defense? Wow. Well, first of all, a <laughs> or is that like choosing between your kids? I mean, just a disrespectful <laughs> question for the 49ers special teams unit, Matt. <laughs> well, uh, who's uh, 100% kicking accuracy on field goals and extra points this year. The rookie money oh. Moody, uh, Mitch Wisnowski's dropping the punts inside the 20. I mean, they're just okay. firing on all, okay. all cylinders. And uh, well, I, you I can pick them if you want. I, mean, I think the offense is the defense has carried the team for so long. And this mm-hmm. is the way I look at the 49ers because uh, we, we're, we're calling Brock Purdy Brock 30 because they're putting up 30 points a game now. No Clock, yeah. 40 in some cases uh, with Brock Purdy at quarterback. So many weapons. They can beat you in so many different ways. Who's scoring 30 on the 49ers defense? Zero teams. Oh, it's, I mean, it's, and, and the defense seems like it's getting better. Uh, the offense has yeah. been the most impressive just because it's been behind the defense in past years, and it's not anymore. One word answer, offense or defense? Oh, uh, offense. Okay. Okay. I, I thought that might be like choosing between your kids, and no, I'd pick my daughter over I mean, my son. Come on. Well, the offense yeah. has the MVP of the league right now, man. So, guys, go with the offense. Yeah, he's a good running back. Um, <laughs> oh, 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 <laughs> they got the runner up too, as well. So, okay, real quick, back to power ranks. We'll wrap this yeah. thing up. But so, I think clearly the the tier behind San Francisco includes whatever order: Philly, Buffalo, Miami. I'm still going to put Kansas City in there, even though I don't think they're humming on all cylinders, but respect. And then Dallas, Detroit, and this is going to be a weird one. Cincinnati, question mark? Could they, I mean, you can't put them up there because they've been terrible. But if Joe's right, they could be the team that's ready to leap up the power racks. I mean, we talked about it before this weekend's games, breaking it down. It's like all they've showed us is bad this year but they could flip the switch. And if yeah. they have flipped switch, they go from uh, what they were 19 in, in, in the locked yeah, on yeah. Uh, in the locked on rankings last week. And I just voted for them this morning and I'll retweet the, when it's out the, the whole, 
the whole voting is not quite done yet, but I will retweet mm-hmm. that soon. It'll be up on my timeline at BD Peacock. You can check out what the uh, what the Locked On hosts voted for for the uh, official Locked On Power rankings. But I I think they're right. They got to be back in the top ten if that switch is flipped and you believe mm-hmm. it. Um, maybe need to see one more week. But if that switch has flipped, I'm putting them ahead of you know all the teams that are ahead of them right now or last week. Browns and of course Packers for sure now and yeah. Chargers and probably Jaguars, probably Seahawks even. And so we're talking top seven, eight, nine team. I mean, like at Halloween, if we have this conversation, they absolutely could be four. Yes, but it's going to be harder to get them into the top seven because of how the season started for some of the other teams. And sure. uh, so 49ers, you said Eagles too? I didn't have a two, but they probably would be my two. Although That's I don't think they've played their best football yet. That's how I voted for them. That's why I think the top two is it's Niners, Eagles, unbeatens. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they belong one, two chiefs is hard for me. I could buy the lions vote for three. I could buy the dolphins vote for three. I could buy the bills, bills vote for three. Mm-hmm. And it's weird. Like the Milano the injury, bills but... beat up on the dolphins, but then the, the bills lost the Jaguars and have looked ugly in two out of their five games, but look great in three out of their five games. So I, even though the bills beat the dolphins, I think I, I voted for dolphins three. I get it. I, I can understand that. I mean, and I always look at these things. Where are you right now? I think mm-hmm. that Milano injury is massive. Yeah. Yeah. Milano is one of the injuries we didn't get too deep into, Brutal, but yeah. um, he's out for not season, right? But for a I time. haven't heard, but it's going to be extended time, I think yeah. is what we saw. It is the term they used. That's stuff for them. Rough. It's important. He's very, absolutely very. an important piece for them on defense. So, um, and the worst team in the league goes to. I think it's a six team race of the, the garbage tier. Do it's any crazy. of these, do any of these <laughs> not belong? Giants, they absolutely belong. Yeah. Denver belongs. Mm-hmm. Chicago still, even though they're showing signs of life. Chicago climbed to the top of the garbage tier. Okay. Though, yeah, yeah, yeah. For me. And, yeah. And I would have Arizona at the top of the garbage tier, mm-hmm. but I fear that they're falling. Carolina's firmly in the garbage tier. Yes. And the Patriots are in the garbage tier. Patriots are in the garbage tier below the Raiders now. And I think the yes. Raiders are just right there where the they're out of it. Bears, they're out of the right garbage tier where the bears and Cardinals are. I, I don't think there's okay. very much difference between those three teams. They're going to be all together for me. Raiders have won that extra game and, uh, and we just saw it on Monday night. So, mm-hmm. you know, some, some I would have put the Raiders below them potentially before this week. So they're right there, but they're just above them. But the bottom I think has to go Carolina because they haven't won a game. Denver has, but Denver's, Denver might be there, and Denver might sell everybody at the trade deadline. And I think they're selling everyone this week. Yeah, I was listening to Cecil Lammy. I keep referencing all these other podcasts, and he basically does what I do with the Steelers for the Broncos. And he said, "Any any Broncos you want, go send it out there." And I immediately sent a tweet out and called my Steelers show. What would it cost to get Pat Sertain? You know, yeah, or Pat Simmons. Well, you know, right? The thing is, all the fan base is going to talk about Pat Sertain. I think he's the one guy that doesn't get moved because he, you they still, shouldn't trade him. You build around him and. Yeah. Um, if it's a comp- it's if it's a if it's a contending team, you got to get at least two first round picks, or else it makes no sense at all. And does anybody get up two two firsts for Sertan? I mean, maybe you could see it depending on some injuries. He he would be worth it for some teams that are going to be drafting very late in the first round. Um, you know, we had that conversation with the Lockdown 49ers as well, so that's an interesting one. But I think guys like Jerry Judy are going to be long gone. How about Jerry Judy to the Kansas City Chiefs, man? If it wasn't division, I almost brought that up earlier. You know, if it wasn't division, and maybe Denver doesn't even care. Like, I, I bet they don't care. Anyway. I, right. they, they, uh, 
there's evidence that he's not that good anyway. <laughs> and I, yeah. they're probably not too worried about it. Um, he, he did get his fifth year option picked up, right? Which I means, did, which I bet was questionable. Which means he has one more year left on his deal that's not mm-hmm. super cheap either. Mm-hmm. But I bet like Judy, Sutton, Garrett Bowles, Simmons, gone, gone, gone. You know, Simmons is an interesting one. Yeah, yeah. I would, He's a really good player. So, really good all player. right. Uh, more trade deadline conversations coming up. No doubt on this show. Let us know, guys. What do you think? What's your uh, uh, no hedging bets? What's your top three, bottom three power rankings? I got Niners, Eagles, Dolphins. And at the bottom, I've got Panthers. And I think the Broncos might overtake them for that 30-second spot, but those are the bottom two, and I think New York Giants. is. I'd say there's probably a bottom three the more I think about it. Panthers, Giants, Broncos. Giants are just playing awful right now. Awful. They don't block a soul. No, they don't look like they're – there's no path to them getting better or being competitive, which is a a very bad sign for a team. All right. Last question. Could their head coach be in jeopardy after winning coach of the year? I, I mean, yes, not, it all but... takes is one really awful year. And if ownership thinks they have a bad plan, like the did, did they really believe in Daniel Jones? And that's what I'm saying. Like, you, you had me sign that check for that guy. I don't believe in you anymore. Maybe the, if that table's might... like I'm standing on the table for Daniel Jones and Saquon and that's going to be our foundation. And then you win two games like mm, mm-hmm. I don't, yeah. Yeah, it's not so good. Yep. It's uh, anybody down there. The jobs are in jeopardy for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He would get hired, though, I think, though, as well. Oh, yeah. He'd get another shot. Yes. He should have just gone to – if the Bears would have just hired him in the first place, we could have avoided all this, man. There you go. We could have fixed Justin Fields earlier, potentially. Although, I don't know, maybe he's not <laughs> working the magic with Deanna Jones this year. So, <laughs> All right. Anyway, we got to go. We'll be back tomorrow. We've got a mailbag on tap. So get us your questions about anything going on in the NFL at BD Peacock, at Williamson NFL, or drop a question in the YouTube comments. Make sure you subscribed up. Matt and I back tomorrow. Peacock and Williamson.